Hey, good morning, everyone. Why don't you go ahead and stand? Welcome this morning. We're going to start off as we always do here at La Jolla Community Church, singing praise to our God. Let's raise our voices, lift our hands, and lift our Savior up. There were woes between us. By your cross, you came and broke them down. You broke them down. There were chains. There were chains around us. By your grace, we are no longer bound. No longer bound. And you called. You called me out of the grave. You called me into the light. You called my name, and then my heart came alive. Your love is greater. Your love is stronger. Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater. Your love is stronger. Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Feel the darkness. Feel the darkness shaking. All the dead are coming back to life, back to life. And hear the song awaken, all creation singing, we're alive, cause you're alive. You call me out of the grave, you call me into the light, you call my name and then my heart came alive. Your love is greater. Your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater, your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. What a love, and what a love we found. Death can't hold us down, we shout it out, we're alive, cause you're alive, and what a Death can't hold us down. We shout it out. We're alive because you're alive and what a love we found. Death can't hold us down. We shout it out. We're alive because you're alive. Your love is greater. Your love is greater. Your love is stronger. Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater. Your love is stronger. Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater. Your love is stronger. Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater. Your love is stronger. Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. So, God, you awaken our hearts and minds to you, Jesus. And we're here gathered as your church to celebrate what you are doing, God. You are holy. You are good. 
You breathe life into our lungs. You choose to restore us, to give us hope, to partner with us in bringing your rule and your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So we worship you this morning, God.
have a reward, we have a hope in Jesus Christ. He's enough for us personally. He saves us by his grace and he sets us on his kingdom path. We shape our desires in him. Christ is my reward and all of my devotion. Now there's nothing in this world that can ever satisfy. Christ is enough. Yeah. 
turning back Sing it one more time I have decided to follow Jesus No turning back No turning back I have decided to follow Jesus No turning back No the Lord let's shout to his name let's not be afraid to do that this morning yeah he's good yeah. hey before uh, you take a seat go ahead and greet the people around you welcome them here everyone. Welcome to La Jolla Community Church. So glad you're here. Before we introduce ourselves, can we just say thank you to Jordan, Whitley, Craig, Monica, Lincoln, Jared, Michael, and Michael. And maybe lesser known back there, you have Jay and Dave and Jean. With the Everybody slides waves that you the guys see in the back. and the hey sound guys. that you hear. <laughs> so fun to be together. So fun to worship. So great to remind ourselves that we've decided to follow Jesus. And that's a, a an anthem that we proclaim this morning. My name is Dominic Nuncio. I'm the executive pastor of ministries. Great to meet you. My name is Ian O'Mara. I'm the director of Community Life. And we want to welcome you to La Jolla Community Church. If you have your bulletins, go ahead and pull those out. If you flip to the inside cover, you'll see our prayer and connect card. One of our values here is that we are rooted in prayer. And another value is we are better together. So we take about 10 to 15 seconds just to jot your name down. Or if it's just marking a prayer request, there's no prayer request too big. There's none too small. But it is so important for us just to get those prayer requests so we can keep a heartbeat of what's going on in our personal community, our body of Christ here. And that, that way we can pray for you. We can partner together in what God is doing in your life. So we're going to take the next 10 seconds. There's a pen in the seat back in front. You just grab that, jot your name on there real quickly, or if you don't want to put your name, just put a prayer request or just mark one of the boxes. So we're going to take the next few seconds to do that. Thank you so much. If you're still filling those out, just go ahead and keep doing. The ushers will come by later to receive the tithes and offering. You can take those right out of the bulletin and put them in the basket. Well, yesterday we had an amazing event. Was there anybody here for that amazing event yesterday? A little bit. Let's try that again. Were you here for that event yesterday? Yeah. I was. It was a women's tea, but I got the privilege to be there to do sound with a couple other people. Do you drink tea with the pinky up, or are you? Uh, no, you, actually, you I had to. I, I made a pot of coffee because coffee wasn't allowed, oh. and I and I didn't. Don't tell Lynn. Oh, she's right there. I was drinking <laughs> coffee during the tea, but that's just my own personal proclivity. But it was an amazing. It was an amazing intergenerational event. There was there was little kids to moms to grandmas to singles to Marys. There was all these different women coming together, and they were getting connected around tables, eating delicious food, having great conversation, laughing and joking. We had to keep turning the music up because they wanted the music as an ambiance, but the, the noise was just getting so loud, you couldn't, it was drowning out the music because community was happening. It was amazing. It was an opportunity for these ladies to sit around this table and to just connect. And then Linda got up and gave a great devotional 
on what it means to be connected and how loneliness, we have to fight against this disease of loneliness. And then the best part for me was there was all these guys who showed up at the end to come serve the women and clean up the stuff. A job that should have taken us an hour and a half took us like 40 minutes, and we were done and out of here vacuumed, clean women, guys vacuum. Uh, we were out here taking washing you're not, dishes. You're not supposed to tell that. <laughs> oh, it's one of my passions, and I found out it's one of Dave's passions there in the back. We're vacuumers. But it was at a great opportunity. So what a, what a fantastic event. Keep your, it's an annual event, so keep your eyes open because it's going to come next year. And special thanks to Lynn and the team, but way to go. Thank you so much. <laughs> thanks for the hours and energy and planning. You've been thinking about Abide for a year. And so that's the fruit of that yesterday. So, so glad you enjoyed it. Uh, we have another event coming up. It's this coming Wednesday. It's Ash Wednesday. And it's a wonderful time for us to uh, welcome in the Lenten season. There's going to be a Seder presentation. Uh, we have Tuvia from Jews for Jesus going to be here. So please come. Mark your calendars. It's going to be a, a, a powerful, impactful time to come together. We'll sing a little bit. We'll celebrate communion. We'll have ashes be imposed on us. And We'll just get a time to reflect about the sacrifice that Jesus made. So 630 to 730 here on Wednesday. Another item of note, we have our board of trustee nominations coming up. If you didn't get one of these when you came in, it's just a little handout about the board of nominees, uh, board of trustees nominations. Uh, grab this on your way out if you didn't already get it, but it's a great opportunity to get involved with what's going on here at the church. Uh, with the side note that in order to be one of the trustees, you have to be a member. So keep our membership classes next week. Hint, hint. So if you're not a member, it's an opportunity to get involved. We have space available for nice that. Nice plug, Ian. Nice, nice plug. plug. You're yeah, welcome. That's good. Uh, and just a word about the board members. I see many of them in here or past. Uh, it's the highest level of servant leadership in the church. And as we today are celebrating connecting with community and a serve day celebration for those that were able to participate last weekend, uh, it's a wonderful time to enter into the church to help the church be uh, better together, to live into that value. The church is not meant to be one person making all the decisions, but a team of collective people coming together, listening to the Lord together, and trying to decide collectively what God's doing here in this expression of the church. So please consider it. If anybody comes to mind, please put those in the basket as we're going to go to a time of tithes and offering. This is for those that call CP or LJCC their home. Sorry, I was just with a bunch of men from CPC. I, I literally landed at 4 o'clock or 7 o'clock this morning. So um, LJCC... This is a time for those that call this home, and it's an expression of us giving back to the Lord what he's given to us. And so if you've come prepared to bring an offering, this is a time to do that. But if you're our guest, please just put the connection card and the prayer request form in as the ushers come now to receive our tithes and offerings. be 
projects throughout the community. Three churches, 39. Let's try that again, and we'll put some lights on, huh? 87 projects throughout the community. Three churches coming together to unite under one common theme, that we love Jesus, and our love for Jesus informs us to love our community and the people around us. And so thank you. 70% of our people were able to participate last weekend. If you were here, just show hands. Were you able to be a part of Serve Day? Woo-woo. Awesome. <laughs> we trained them at Serve Day last week to do that. Uh, if you weren't here, what we did was we decided... Our, our view of scripture said that church isn't a building, it's the people, it's the movement of God. It's why three churches could come together and find commonality in Jesus to come and go and serve, fulfilling the great commission to go and make disciples of all nations, to go love God and neighbor simultaneously. And so what a beautiful thing. It was so fun to be participating, to close the doors of the church to go and be the church this past weekend. And we did some big projects and we did some seemingly minuscule projects like folding paper for the glory of God and creating blankets for the glory of God and picking up trash off the beach for the glory of God and loving and serving where we could. And the reason we did that was not because we were tired and wanted a day off. It, it was actually more work to do a serve day. It, it, was, it was more work to try and organize something, but it's because we believed in it. And and it actually costs money to do it, and it costs time and energy. And it's because we had a firm belief that that's the mission of the church. At some point, you and I were loved by somebody so much that we came to church or came to faith because of that. Or we saw something that said, I, there's something different about that person. First Peter chapter 4 says that, be ready to give, or 3.15, be ready to give an answer for the hope that you have so that when asked, you can present that hope. It, it presumes that somebody sees something different about your life, that the people of God shouldn't just be great humanitarians. There's plenty of humanitarian efforts. There shouldn't just be generous people. There's plenty of generous people. There has to be something distinct about the church, and that's the church just being centered in the gospel. Romans 12 says this. This is kind of what informs Serve Day. It just says, I appeal to you, brothers, therefore, by the mercies of God, to present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your spiritual worship, or better translated, is your reasonable service. That word latero in Greek, it just means service. It's an act of service. And what Paul's writing about right there is saying 11 chapters, he's writing this thesis, this intense, masterful, orchestrated piece of work to say, 11 chapters to say, you and I were dead in sin. We were given to the depraved mind, and yet God made a way. We, we should have deserved death. We should have deserved hell, but God made a way through Jesus, through the finished work, and that anybody who would believe in him would just confess that he is Lord with his mouth and be saved. And he goes for 11 chapters to say, here's the wrong, here's the fault, here's the wrong, here's the fault, yet God intervened, yet God came in. And therefore, in view of that, what's the, nat the rational response? The rational response is to say, everything, God. My whole life is yours. As Christians or little Christ or Christ-like, that's what we're trying to be. We're trying to mimic the master. 
And the master set an example for us. Paul writes in Philippians 2, he says, Let each of us not look to our own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this in mind amongst yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was the form of God, did not count equality with God something to be grasped. But instead, he emptied himself, taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Translated what we just sung, you will be praised and angels and saints sing, worthy are you, Lord. A God surrounded by praise in heaven willingly humbled himself to take on a lowly state, though he could have been a king and come as a king and a ruler and reign, which the Jewish people at that time were expecting the Messiah to come and overthrow Rome. Instead, he came and said, I'm going to be the lowliest of the lowly. I'm going to serve and not be served. That's Jesus' mission statement. And so us as followers of Christ say the rational response to the mercy that we've all received is to follow the master, to make ourselves the lowliest of the lowly. So why do you pick up trash off the ground? Are you above that? No. It's because the glory of God The mercies of God inform you to do that. Why do you fold an envelope when you're really important? Because it's to love and show Jesus to a community that is desperate to see him. We're one of the most unchurched places in the United States right here. And God is bringing the nations to us, literally, UCSD. You have every language and tribe and tongue right here. And that informs us to say, God, what do we do with that? That's a great responsibility. And as a wise man, Spider-Man said, with great power comes great responsibility. And we have great power because we have the power of the Holy Spirit, and we go and live that out and express that. So that's why we did Serve Day. What I want to do this morning is I want to invite three people this morning to just share testimonies of Serve Day, share stories that if you missed it, we have an opportunity for you to make Serve Day every day in your life. And so we're going to invite three people to share their experience, talk about why they did it, why in the world they'd give a Sunday up to do that. They led teams and just hear stories that hopefully inspire you to follow the master and serve and become a servant to all. Amen? Okay, so I'm going to invite Aaron Sir up. Would you welcome Aaron Sir this morning? Aaron, what project were you leading this last week? I did the beach cleanup down at La Jolla Shores. And how many people did you have in your project? We had 47, so just shy of 50 people. And it was awesome to see. Uh, Ian and I walked up, and you were on a bench, and you were talking to everybody, and you prayed in front of everybody, and it was just awesome. Why did you do it, and what did you experience during your time during Serve Day last week? Um, I did it because I looked at all the different projects, and I'm like, I'd love to lead that one. (laughs) I'd love to be outside anytime I can, and... I think it's such a privilege to live near the beach, and my family and my kids go to the beach all the time, so I, I was all over that. Um, but what I loved about serving was two things. I love that I got to meet the other half of the church. I always go to the 1045 service because I have kids, and they have the kids' you know, youth group, and so we just default at the 1045. And so there were all these Niners, all you guys, that I never got to (laughs) meet, and it's neat because you really, there's this whole other half of your church family, and so I enjoyed getting to know a lot of people from the 9 o'clock service, and then 
Um, there were some people that um, aren't members of LJCC that came out just to serve in the community, so it was a great way for them to see us and who we are and what we're about. And, um, and I think it's good for my kids to see mm. me do that too, you know, mm -hmm. to have them, you know, us model what, you know, we are to do as Christians to go out and, and you know, be the hands and feet of Jesus. And, um, yeah, and it just, I think, I think it always inspires me when I am watching other people do that. You know, we kind of inspire each other. So it was neat to kind of look all the way down La Jolla Shores, down to the pier. We went all the way down to the pier and then all the way basically to, um, what's that hotel or the beach club? I think the tennis, the the tennis, tennis beach yeah. Club. Mm -hmm. I mean, we took that whole stretch and everyone that was there that day would, was just watching us and some people would ask what we were doing or who we were with and um, and then people would come up and put trash in our bag. Like, as we were picking up. <laughs> people were like, here's some trash, I found some. We're like, oh, thank you. That's awesome. So yeah, it was, you know, and then I found a big, huge fisherman's net. I mean, huge, all entangled in the seaweed. So I was trying to pull it out and um, it took quite a while and then a big rope. So it was, it was interesting to see kind of what was washing up there. What were some of the highlights for you as a leader leading that project, seeing people outside of maybe your kids serving or family? Like, share a story or two that was exciting for you or inspiring for you. Yeah. I think just what I shared, I think it was just neat to see um, how rewarding it was for everyone else. Like people, when we regrouped, people kind of came back and told stories like some the young kids were like, we saw a dead bird, and you know, <laughs> kind of what everyone's journey was along their path they took, like maybe what they picked up or what they found. Um, but you could just tell everyone was happy to be out there, and it was a beautiful day. I was really grateful, because it might have been really cold, or maybe, I don't know if there was a percentage of rain or something, but, so yeah, it was just, it was a great, I think everyone felt so great leaving. You could tell everyone was like, this was, this was great. Like, I was thinking we should do it maybe once a quarter, mm. just so, you know, really, so the, so people can see who we are, really actually see that we are out serving, you know, I think I love it. Yeah. You're officially the Niners, by the way. I don't know if you caught that, but that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one last thing. What does it make you want to do next? So once a quarter serve day, you know. Yeah, but, for sure. But just for your own life, your own family, what are you thinking about now in terms of service? Yeah. I just It always makes me want to serve whenever I serve, right? So then you're like, oh, why don't I do this more? Or, um, I mean, really, you could, I could just grab the kids any Saturday and go do it also. So, um, yeah, we usually like to serve as a family, and it had been kind of a while, so it makes me definitely want to do a ritual thing, I guess. Yeah. Something, something to integrate more for my family personally. But Great. Yeah. Go get them. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Aaron. <laughs> Keppa, come on up. This is one of our board members, Kepa Francisco. You can welcome him as well. He's a handsome man and got some new glasses, I think. Kepa, what project were you leading this past weekend? Yeah, we were. Uh, so I led the Stanley Middle School project where um, we assisted Bill Pearson, who's a member at the church. He's the principal there. And um, we worked in the library. We cleared off shelves. We adjusted shelves. We did some painting. We moved some furniture. And I didn't know it could be so exciting and fun, taking books off a shelf, cleaning it, and putting it back on. But we had a great time. We had a very good time. What's some fun stories while we were, uh, you know, scraping gum off of old bookshelves together? And yeah. what are some fun memories from that? Some, some, some blood was spilled too. I right think. Right here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Weak um, musician hands. Yeah. 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 
Well, it was, it was fun to see. So uh, we had 25 people at the um, project and, and also the librarian uh, was there. And um, ages from grammar school on up. So a few things. One, it was just very cool to see young kids working with adults and having a good time. Um, it was fun to watch and, and kind of overhear some of the conversations that were happening in between the shelves. So people were kind of peeking through books <laughs> and, hey, so tell me a little bit about this or that. Uh, I had a great conversation with your, your wife and hearing a bit of her story yeah. in between, I think, the H's and I think she was on the Z's <laughs> or something like that. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, I overheard that your, your daughter had some great uh, recommendations from the librarian on books to read yeah. in the future. Yeah. Um, but it was just really cool because I think, I think we all showed up motivated to help to do something, to get something done. But of course, right, when Jesus shows up, it is just way beyond what you expect. I mean, the conversations that are happening, the, the family times that, that people are having where you guys had chances to connect um, those are really cool. Yeah. Really cool. So how does it inform you moving forward? Just, you know, you're a huge leader in our church. You were a board trustee, like the head of it, leading it. You're a board member, kind of come off here in a bit. What does that make you think about for the church? What does that make you think about for your family? What does that excite you about? Sure. So one, I do have to say first, I want to thank you and Nicole Pearson for mm -hmm. putting this together. Um, I think um, there are a lot of times where you think, Perhaps you're serving or you're doing enough, but, uh, but, but something like this where you're kind of nudged and you're kind of asked to do it um, is a good thing. So uh, thank you for doing this and kind of sort of nudging our congregation to do a project like this because I think, and I think a lot of people can agree, that um, we are blessed through serving. Yeah. Um, so as far as me and going forward, it really put a spotlight on obviously my family it was, we've talked a lot about, uh, like what Aaron was saying about doing something as a family, maybe quarterly or something, and, and it just gets pushed aside with sort of life things that kind of push it down for, for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. But this experience has really, for me, kind of brought some clarity on what are the primary things in life and what are the secondary things in life. So kind of taking stock of things in my life as far as family stuff, busy things, and saying, you know what, that's not quite the primary things. This is the primary thing, so. Yeah, yeah. great, thank you, yep. thank you. Okay, one last one, I'm bringing Diane Jemmett up. You can keep clapping, this is Diane, she is all over the place, and a servant of servants in our church. And she brought a blanket because she knew I was cold. Uh, <laughs> Diane, what project were you leading this past weekend? Uh, we did Project Linus, which was making no-sew blankets for kids who are traumatized. It can be kids that are in uh, Children's Hospital or uh, Child Protective Services or um, coming out of a, a bad situation. They're given these no-sew blankets, and that's what Project Linus does. So we had about uh, 37 people who came out, and in the Welcome Center, we, um, we made these blankets out of fleece. And they uh, were really, really fun because they're, they're soft, and we had all kinds of, we had boy blankets and girl blankets. This is a, a koala blanket. We had lots of people saying, you know, I could make this for my granddaughter or my grandson, or I, I want one, one, of, one for myself. 
Um, so it was, it was a really fun time. We, uh, we started out with having uh, a pediatric anesthesiologist talk about how uh, key these blankets can be when, they, when kids go into surgery, that uh, the last thing you, you, know, you take away from them is that blanket, and the first thing they want when they wake up is, you know, I want my kitty blanket, or I want my sloth blanket, or whatever. So it, it, it's like a transitional object that becomes uh, comforting and supporting for them. And we also asked people to uh, pray as they were making their blanket for the child that would be receiving the blanket. So we prayed together as a group, and we also asked people to pray as they, as they uh, were working on it for whomever was going to get the blanket, and that was a that was a cool thing. Awesome! It was so fun to see you and Hillary, and I was trying to steal a bagel and stuff. But you guys got here at eight in the morning. You, out of all the groups, you, I mean, you brought the full buffet. It was awesome to just see. I was really jealous to not be in that one. Um, <laughs> But it just was so fun to see intergenerational. You had Caleb, who is 19 and works with our middle schoolers, and you had old saints just making bla and everything in between. It was really fun. What was a highlight in, in during that time? Your your friend who came was an awesome treasure in there. But what was one of those fun things and some fun memories while you were doing that project? Well, when we um, it took a while to make these blankets. You think, oh, well, you're not sewing; you're just cutting and tying a little bit or, or looping as it is. Um, but it took some people almost the whole three hours to make a blanket, but when, when a blanket would be finished, they'd say, I'm done, and then they'd hold it up and everybody would clap and they, were, they felt proud. Awesome. And it's cool because, you know, you, you finished something and you finished something that was going to be given to somebody and it was, it was nice, it was good. And um, there was a sense of accomplishment with that that felt great and it felt great as a group to do it together. Yeah. You're a board member, you, you teach Pathways, you and Phil are all over serving in here. You lead a, a Wednesday midweek study. You are a model servant for all of us, and I appreciate that, watching you. How would you encourage the church to serve, and why do you do all that? There's no gold star chart in the office that I've seen, so <laughs> why do you do all that, and how would you encourage us? Well, it just, um, we... Phil and I do it because um, we feel like that's what we're supposed to do. And, and it's really fun. It's really fun to, to love people. It's really fun to help people. And any way that we can help, is it, it blesses us and hopefully blesses them. And so the point is, is caring. The point is loving. And the point is trying to allow God's love to, to shine through us, how, however it is, however, however simple or however... Uh, um, basic it is, um, my prayer every day is, Lord, use me, mm. however you would. And it's a, it's a privilege to, to be able to serve wherever we are. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Diane. What an awesome, awesome day. I got, this, I got to go to five of the seven sites that we highlighted today, but there was many more. And just going to the fire station with the group and the, the expression on the firemen's faces. I don't know if you saw in the video, one of them was just giving the thank you sign because we showed up with donuts and thank you cards. And they had just come from a call and they come back and here's a church being the hands and feet of Jesus saying, thank you for doing what you do. And here's some donuts. And they were just like static, giving us tours. They didn't want us to leave. I think maybe they wanted to eat, us to eat part of the donuts so they didn't have to. But it was such an amazing opportunity. It was real time being the gospel in our neighborhood. 
So I'm going to close out today's sermon with just a couple minutes here. And I want to ask the question, who do you want to be? Think about it. Who do you want to be? Who do I want to be? As the thought rolls around in your head, I want you to think the choices, the thoughts, the actions, or the inactions that we do today reflect the person we will become. The thoughts, the choices, the actions, they reflect who we are becoming. I remember um, many years ago, I was afraid of water. And I did the next best thing. I joined the Navy. Uh, And... They said, hey, you got to jump in the water, and I jumped in the water, and I almost drowned three times, and finally I backfloated my way to glory, and they said, you can stay. And then, but one day I thought, man, I, I want to learn how to swim. What if I really do get thrown into this great deep ocean? So I had to do something. I had to take some action. I was like, if I want to be someone who can swim in an emergency situation or any situation, I need to take actions now that benefit that then. So the only thing I could think of is I'll go to the pool, and I'll jump in. I jumped in the shallow end. I didn't get into the deep end, but I just took that first lap. And that first lap turned into another lap, turned into another lap. Before I knew it, I was swimming for minutes straight, and it already had been two miles. But it all starts with that first lap. So the question is, who do we want to be? Everybody in this room is a disciple. I've been this last I don't know, 18 months I've been reading like 10, 15 books on discipleship, and I can congeal it down to just these few thoughts. Everyone is the disciple of something. Everyone. Look around the room. Say, you're a disciple. This is interactive. You can look. Look at your spouse, your friend. If you don't even know them, say, hey, you're a disciple. Uh, See? You're a disciple. Everyone's a disciple. But what are you a disciple of? It's our our thoughts, our choices, our actions. They're defining and showing who we are discipling. Who are we being discipled by? We're all called to be disciples. I can guarantee you, everybody in this room, because we're at church, is a disciple. And I'll put you into three categories. Either you're a pre-disciple, a disciple, or you're a disciple who makes disciples. And I say pre-disciple because those are people that are exploring Christ. Well, I don't know we buy in, but I know that this is where I'm supposed to be. Maybe your mom made you come. Maybe your wife or husband made you come. Or maybe it's just the thing you do but you're still kind of pre-disciple. And then you're a disciple. You accepted who Jesus Christ is, and you decide he's the Lord of your life, but you're kind of just either stuck or you're just kind of, you, you're going through the process right now. And I say the last one is that those who, disciple that makes disciples, not a disciple maker. There is no point do we arrive and say, I'm done being a disciple. Sorry, Jesus, I got this. I'm going to start making them. Learned enough. We're a disciple to the day we die, and those who are making disciples are increasing the kingdom of God. I can tell you that I've just been going through the New Testament, and discipleship is costly. Dietrich Bonhoeffer has a book called The Cost of Discipleship. Discipleship is costly. If you're a disciple of Jesus, you're becoming who he is. You're becoming Christ-like. If you look at Matthew 4.19, the scripture won't be up there. This is my favorite scripture. Jesus says to the disciples as he's calling them, he says, Call, Come, follow me and I will make you a fisherman of men. But he's, there's the call, come. And then we have to follow the action. And then we become what we're following, Christ's disciple, fisherman of men. There are many plans of discipleship, but I'm going to just take it down to this. A disciple is someone who is intentionally seeking God's kingdom. 
intentionally seeking God's kingdom. I've been through the Bible study methods. I've been through the scripture memorization methods. They're all fantastic. But if discipleship is is a, a universal term, it's a lifelong process, and it's distilled down to this. It's someone who's intentionally seeking God's kingdom. We're intentionally focused on it. So here's the question. Who do we want to become? Who do we want to become? Or can we look at ourselves and say, who am I really becoming? Do I like who I am here? Can I look in the year ahead and say, this is where I want to be? Or am I just kind of going about business as normal? Jesus kind of summarizes the cost of discipleship in Luke chapter 9 to his disciples. They just figured out he's the Messiah. They're confessing it. They realize how big and how important he is. And this is what he says. He says to them, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. That's a, in the modern vernacular, that's a mic drop moment. Jesus just walks away. That's it. You want to be my disciple. Here it is. Drop the mic. I've been reading the New Testament this year, starting in January, and I've been going over it. And I, you cannot walk away from the Bible without being infected with this idea that Jesus is calling us to do something. Matthew chapter 5, forgive people. Watch where your eyes are at. Matthew chapter 6, give, pray. Master cha- Matthew chapter 7, he talks about building your foundation on, on the solid rock. Go on, be humble, love one another, serve all these different things. You can't walk away from reading God's word without being affected and knowing that I need to take action. I need to jump in the pool and take my lap. Some of us are, some of us are swimming miles. I'm not naming names, but I, we, we're swimming miles. And some of us are still standing by the side of the pool. It's cold. But we got to take that lap. If we want to become the men and women of God that he's called us to be, we have to take that lap. We have to continue swimming. We have to keep going through it. We have to have a plan. It's intentional. Discipleship is intentional. We have to have a plan. And I'll give you a heads up. No plan is a plan. Actually, I would say it's the most effective plan on earth because you've already achieved your results. You've already met your goal. If I don't have a plan for discipleship, I'm, I'm, just, hey, I'm, I'm good. If you don't have a plan for 2019, you're good. You've arrived. Bat yourself on the back because you're probably the only one that will do it. And that's it. We have to have a plan. Now, some of you might be saying, what does this have to do with Community Serve Day? What is, is this guy just rambling? Did he not prepare and he's just going to talk about what he read last night? No, this is all intentional. <laughs> I want to tell you that here at La Jolla Community Church, we have a plan. We know why we're here. We know why we exist. We exist to equip everyday people to walk with Jesus every day. And we have a plan. We have a vision of where we want to be. Alive and growing disciples. Doing naturally what Jesus taught. It's right on our website. We interlace it into all our little quips and quivers. And up here we say it over and over again. We know why we exist to equip people. But we know where we want to be. We know who we want to become in this community. Alive and growing disciples. Disciples. Naturally doing what Jesus taught. If you want to be able to jump in the water and swim, you have to practice. It has to become muscle memory. It has to be something that you're used to, you're accustomed to. If you want to be a disciple of Jesus, and you want to make it the essence of your life, you want to make him the vision, the focus, the emphasis of everything you say and do, you have to do it. You have to make it a commitment. You have to be intentional with it. 
This isn't a slam. This is more like self-conviction. As I'm reading the New Testament, Lord, am I really living your life? Am I really seeking your kingdom or am I seeking my own? And that's the moment the Holy Spirit just speaks to me. And he says, you need to humble yourself. You need to practice what you preach. This isn't only for all of us. This is for me especially. I have to make that commitment. Be intentional about what I'm doing. Have a plan. We have a plan here for discipleship. This is how we equip people. We have Sunday services. We have a Sunday sermon. We have life groups. We have classes, discipleship uh, pathways. Those pathways of discipleship. I said it backwards. Those are all intentional things to equip people. It's all intentional process of discipleship. Serving is an intentional process of discipleship. Community survey was an intentional event. It was us pushing people essentially into the pool and saying, let's go serve. Let's go be the gospel where we work, live, and play. And literally, people play at the beach. That's my family's favorite beach, and we're cleaning it up. Bill works at that school. He's there doing it. We're here. We come to church. We're serving our community. We're walking over to the fire. We're doing the restore. We're down at Taco. We're doing all these amazing things in his name. Isn't that amazing? But it's all intentional. It's all focused to equip alive and growing people, alive and growing disciples to naturally do what Jesus taught us to do. My favorite moment of Community Serve Day was days after where I was sitting with someone, and they were a naysayer. Hey, why are we doing this? You're shutting down church to go and no, no church? Does Jesus know? <laughs> yeah, he knows. So I was, I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, literally, she's going to jump in and swim. I'm going to test it out, see what happens. Days later, how'd it go? Oh, you know, I just, I wasn't, it wasn't about it. I just didn't think it was a great idea until we were doing it. Until we were doing it, and I got to see what it meant to be the church. That little sign that we posted up there, no church today, be the church, that hit home. The light bulb went off. It was being the church. It was, it was an emotional, uh, emotional time to see, I've been missing this. This is being the church. This is that acts too. This is that acts coming together, the communities being in commu community, sharing one another, encouraging and spurring one another on to learn, uh, loving good deeds like Hebrews said. This was a great moment to live out our faith. Service is such a great opportunity to jump into the pool and become those disciples on a daily basis. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. And this, this isn't an isolated event. You just don't go off and be a disciple on your own. You need to be a disciple in community. Galatians 6.2 tells we need to bear each other's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. We need to do this together. When we get together, we have different opinions. We have different thoughts. We have different views. We come together for his glory, his purpose, and we encourage each other on that path. Isn't that an amazing thing? Christ is the model of what it means to serve, what it means to deny self, to literally take up his cross and go to the cross for us. And I want to invite the communion service because we're just going to take this right into communion. Communion service can come on up. Jesus is sitting there demonstrating literally what it means to sacrifice, deny self. In the upper room, he's sitting there with his disciples. He takes the bread he breaks it and said, this is my body given for you. 
Jesus is practicing what he preached. Then he takes the cup. He said, this is my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Now for us, it's the gluten-free matzah and the grape juice, but we come to his table. And I want us to think today as we reflect. Paul tells us to reflect on where we are as we, before we come to the Lord's table. I want us to reflect, who do we want to be? Who do we want to be as individuals and who do we want to be as the body of Christ of La Jolla Community Church? I can tell you where I want to be. I want to be alive and growing, naturally doing what Jesus taught us to do. That's what I want to be. So let's pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you so much. Thank you so much that we could be there, your hands and feet in this community. What an awesome opportunity. What a great and fantastic way to open our arms and walk out in the sunlight and just serve those who are around us. I love being at the beach and someone saying, hey, hey, look, hey, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm here with my church and we're cleaning up the beach. Or you go into the fire station and they say, hey, we're from La Jolla Community Church and we just came to say thank you. Lord, I just pray that you, you use those seeds that were sown. That those, as those blankets go out and people go and they go to these different places, that your, your gospel would be proclaimed. That comfort would be given. Lord, and we would continually, daily ask ourselves, who do we want to become? Who do we want to become? In your name, amen.
first verse again. My hope. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. said it before but you are an incredible church and you need to know that I'm hard pressed to look in the room and see people that aren't actively serving and I want to thank you for that it inspires us to continue to serve just because some of us are, are the pastoral staff are paid to do that we are in the same boat equal playing field at the foot of the cross we are disciples pursuing him at the same time and so thanks for encouraging us for inspiring us if you aren't serving, that's where the life is. This is nice, and the music's great, but there's better music. And the message was okay, but there's better communicators. That's not what we're coming here to do, it's to consume. We're coming to encourage each other to say, Mike, hang in there on Monday, man. When you're getting coffee at Starbucks, love that barista. When you guys are serving the homeless this week, hang in there. It's awesome. When you guys are running communion, hang in there. You're encouraging us and reminding us of the broken body. When you're doing women's tea, when you go on and on and on and on, that's what we're doing. It's just a huddle to get back into the game. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you as you go this week. May he be gracious to you and remind you of the grace that you and I have received so that it will inform every thought, every action every encounter with people as you go. And may he give you peace as he does it. If you need prayer this week, there's people in the program that would love to pray for you. If you want to talk, I'd love to talk with you. And if you haven't served, we have some sign-ups outside for you to participate. This is an all-play, all-skate event called The Church, okay? We have Sunday opportunities, and we have an incredible thing coming into our Easter season called The Block Party. Last year, we had almost 1,100 people on this campus desperately needing to know about Jesus. And so we need you to be a participant in that. So if you're interested in serving, we'd love to help you do that. We'd love to help you get connected. Thanks for being here this morning. God bless you. Have a great week. Christ alone, Savior's blood through the storm. He is Lord, Lord of all. 